1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So, without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass. Just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: We're recording, baby.
1: We're on. We are on. Hot mic here. We've got got hot some hot mic. mics. <laughs> <laughs> got a hot
0: mic here. Somebody check the woofers. Oh, oh my gosh. So, how, how you doing?
1: I'm doing really well.
0: You ready to talk to the audience?
1: I am ready to be the voice of the people.
0: Wow. Well, you do that so well.
1: It's big shoes, but I'm going to fill them.
0: Yes. You yeah. do it so well. Well, I mean, you kind of like schooled everyone's ass on the truth or dare.
1: I did. I mean, not truth or dare. Not true, true, or or fal- <laughs> true or false. <laughs> the true or
0: false inner critic edition. <laughs> this
1: is the not Madonna.
0: No. And but you did really well. I was really impressed with you, and then I was impressed with me because I'm going, Oh, good, I must be communicating this really well.
1: (laughs) I learned from the best,
0: so sweet. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to our show today. And we're going to talk about a relationship topic that has come up in the past, but we haven't really visited it for quite a while. And it's what to do when you and your partner have very different. Goals, dreams, ambitions, or kind of like your core values are not in alignment.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that a long time ago.
0: Yeah, like literally years ago. Yeah. But just how sometimes as we grow and change, we become totally different people and... That has a very real impact on our relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we're going to dig into that today. And there may or may not be some really awesome announcements as we go through our content today.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, some good shit that we're up to over at the Joy Junkie. You
1: got up your sleeve there, Mrs. Smith.
0: Oh, you know. You'll find out. <laughs> but why don't we give you the mic for a little bit and get the, right. get the mics warmed up.
1: Get them warmed up.
0: How about well, a little? I thought they were
1: hot already. Oh, we were going to put the promo there. Okay, go ahead. Put it. <laughs> Would you rather... Okay. <laughs> All right, so today... Go ahead. Put it. <laughs> go ahead. Put it. You got to want to go ahead and put it in there. Ew. Oh. Ew. Just put it in right there.
0: Ew. Why are you so gross? It's disgusting. You're gross. It's really
1: bad. I'm gross. sorry, people. Oh, I'm so man. sorry. Okay. Would you rather... Live as long as you want to, but never find true love. Or find true love early in life, but only live 10 more years. Oh, man. So you could live as long as you wanted to. You could live 300 years, 1,000 years, 90 years, whatever you wanted, but never find true love.
0: And, And okay, so we're talking about like your intimate partnership. You could still like love your parents. Or a true, kid.
1: yeah, true love, yeah, uh, or a kid. romantic relationship, yeah, like yeah. you would
0: just never be madly in love with another, right? Like a spouse, right? Okay, but you could still experience love as, like, with your mom or something, wow. child.
1: Yeah, and you could have sex, but it wouldn't be. You wouldn't it would, feel the it connection. Be, it'd be loveless. Sex. It'd be loveless, loveless sex. Rest of your life. Lustful. Some people might like that. I that don't might
0: really. be all right. Um, oh man!
1: Or find love like. In your early te- uh, late teens, early 20s, and live only 10 more years.
0: I think I'd pick that.
1: You would do that one? I think so. Just go all out?
0: Oh, that's, that's so hard for me because I know what that's like to find true love and to live Aww. so richly, you know, with somebody else. And it's like, but then I also know we're approaching 20 years together and how devastating... That would be to only have 10. Yeah, half of that.
1: Half of that. Yeah.
0: And, but then to never know it, to never know it. It's like, I, you know, with kind of how I believe spiritually, I would rather live a short life, feel it really richly, and then just go peace out, incarnate a new body.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love your caveats. But, yeah. Yeah, but you could live as long as you want. You could live and experience like...
0: Everything but love.
1: Everything.
0: But, I mean, we know... See how
1: things change and like... Imagine being around for a thousand years. What are we doing I think
0: I'd be over it. I think I'd be like... I mean, especially with politics, the way they are right now, I'd be like, and I'm out. I'd be like, you know what? No, I'll take the love and I'll be out. Like, (laughs) I just... I... Yeah, I don't think I could...
1: What yeah. about you? I, I think, honestly, I'd rather do the short. I You would too? Yeah, <clears throat> have a nice, true love, rich life, and, you know, do the Kurt Cobain. Oh
0: Let's have a moment of silence for Kurt Cobain. Yeah. All right, babe. All right. Yeah. We've got... I mean, seriously, we should have a moment of silence for all of the 90s. For, <laughs> for
1: 2016, you mean.
0: Yeah, that's true. But onward and upward, yeah. we are... In the throes of January, we've got lots of momentum, so it's it's a good place to create change because we have this. I was talking to my one of my classes today about it, where I felt like there's this universal energy. It's very real that you can feel. There's like optimism and excitement. People are ready to go after their fitness. They're ready to really create some change, and I personal, my personal belief is that we're all operating on a really similar energetic frequency at the same time. So this part of the year has a very palpable feeling to it. That's true. Do you feel that? Absolutely. So I don't know. But what we're going to talk about today is how we can kind of work with knowing what to do or how to navigate our relationship with our partner, with our spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. If you've re- come to a place in your life or in your relationship where you just, it's very clear that you're operating under a different value system, you have different massive goals for your world, you have different dreams, you see yourselves in different directions, what do you do with that? So, hmm. I'm gonna talk about three major concepts to help shed a little bit of light on this. Because I think what happens for many of us is we, we're we always rooting for our spouse. We're rooting for our partner to magically be what we need or to figure their shit out or for us to find our method of communication or become ins- – we're, we're always hoping, right? Hope, 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 hope. Like in the future, we might be happy. In the future, we might figure something out. So I want to give you three major areas to look at your relationship under, like a lens through through which to look your, at your relationship to start looking at, have I been overriding some stuff that is really a big deal and making it like, no, we'll figure it out or, you know, making it not as serious as it might be.
1: Well, I think maybe being the voice of the people, uh-huh. I think maybe a uh, just a tiny segment of what core values are might be in order.
0: Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. This is why I keep you around. (laughs) This and the really good sex.
1: (laughs) Hopefully I have 10 more. Oh, the lifetime
0: lifetime of partnership. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. (laughs) All that good stuff. So core value system, and this is actually something that we dig into really deeply in a program that I have... Actually, open for registration right now, and I mean, I'll tell you about look at that it. That segway. I know you're kind of <laughs> the shit. And we take it's it's called deep down and dirty, the tribe, and it's the by far the most intense program that I offer. But we spend an entire week talking about core value system. So the idea behind core values and how I teach it is that they are elements that must be present in your life in order for you to be fulfilled. So it's not necessarily, although it can be things like love, honesty, integrity, uh, peace. It could be things like creativity. I think you have a very strong value around strategy yes. that we've seen manifest. And so the way in which I teach about values and the way to navigate them and how they impact your relationship is a little bit different than what you would think if you just learned like corporate values or things like that. So the idea is that if you were to remove any of those elements, aka not honor those values, you would feel it. You would feel the impact of it. So for instance, for myself, I have a major value around what I call adornment. And again, in the way in which I teach it, it is you get to name it yourself. You get to name your values. It's not, you don't shop from a list of values. Right, you create. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's nice to have one in front of you to go off of. But right. at the same time, yeah, you get to be the one to decide what they are and what they're
0: called. And we talk about that a lot. And I've had a lot of students in, and clients create really awesome, fun names for them. But... The idea is that when you can really pinpoint, okay, these are the things that must be present in my world, then you can really look at, like, well, no wonder I'm not so happy right now. All of the things I value, I've allowed to fall by the wayside. So for instance, I have this one around adornment. What it, that means for me is essentially all things, ornamentation, decoration, and that plays a role in things like my website all the way to how I get put myself together. I like to get dolled up and dressed up in false lashes and red lips all the way to what sort of like notebooks and planners and file folders I pick have to be gorgeous and adorned and decorated. Everything needs to be kind of ornate. And that is an element that provides me a lot of fulfillment. So for instance, if I don't have some sort of decoration project or a way in which I can you know get dolled up or something I feel it like I start getting like oh I need to we need a reason to go out I need to <laughs> I need to put on some heels and you put on some lashes I, it impacts my happiness now there's a definitely a hierarchy to your values sure and again in the tribe we dig deep into this on how to excavate for values and find out what they really mean to you
1: that's why it's called deep down and dirty
0: that's right Which was named by a student of mine. Shout out to you. You know who you are. And yeah, so when you understand these things about yourself, then you kind of can look around at your various relationships and go, no wonder we are butting heads. We value spirituality in two totally different definitions. Or that person values... Adventure and I do not. No wonder that never worked out. So, we'll talk about that a little bit today okay. and how that influences the natures of our relationship. But there's a, I'm really glad you brought that up because my first concept of these three concepts that I want to introduce to you is this idea of supporting one another versus making each other wrong. Okay. So, Let's take a a great example of you having a value around strategy. Okay. I used to, before I really understood what this was about, I used to give you a lot of shit about it. And I'd give you a hard time if you wanted to play any computer games or, you know, phone games I would give you a hard time when you would have to take a very specific route when we were traveling a certain way. (laughs) Yeah. Or packing the car was like a game of Tetris, bagging his groceries. There was always a strategy. If we were going out for errands, it was we're hitting up this place first, this place, this, this, this. And if if it got derailed, you would get a little freaked out you know because it's like no 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 no. that's not the strategy that's not how it goes
1: exactly like at trader joe's i'm like give me that back
0: yeah Yeah, (laughs) exactly so when i was really introduced to values understanding i kind of went oh i've been making him wrong simply because he values something that i don't also value Mm -hmm. Like I care about strategy, but I would never say it's like a piece of my value system at all. So then I started understanding, oh, we don't have to have the same ones. It's just a matter of supporting each other versus making each other wrong. So, you know, and used to give me shit about how much shopping or shoes or things that I liked and when we kind of came to this understanding of what this was really about, you would say, hey, did you budget money so you can go get shoes when your friends come out to visit? Exactly.
1: And you yep. could
0: support instead of giving shit, right? Like giving somebody shit. Now.
1: I still might tease you a little bit, you know.
0: The, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that goes to that. Now this gets complicated when there are deal breaker values that are getting stepped on. So, for instance, for me, having a value around adornment or caring about, you know, I, I, creativity is another one. I have to have an element of creativity in my life. Yes. I don't need you to also have those same core values. Now, there are a handful of them that I do need you to also have. They are deal breaker. So, for instance, if you, off the top of my head, the most important one to me is honesty and integrity. Yeah. So I could not be with a partner who did not also value honesty and integrity. So for example, if we were out shopping and we randomly come across a a wallet, let's say, and you were like, sweet, look at all this money that's in here, let's keep it. That would clearly be indicative of not having a value around honesty and integrity, right? And that would be in direct conflict with who I am and how I stand. So it's not necessarily going, I hate you, you're wrong, you're awful. It's going, that's a deal breaker for me. Right. So in the support versus making wrong, a lot of times we'll make our partner wrong Just when we don't understand, or we don't get it, or we don't also have the same affinity. Like, I don't get sports. I don't enjoy it. So for the longest time, I really made you wrong. You know, like, fuck, why do you like that? Ugh. And I'd be like, I hate it. I can't stand it. And finally, you had to say, hey, you don't have to get it. You just have to support that I like it. And it's not that it was in that it was causing massive sacrifice on my behalf. It would cause massive sacrifice if you were dishonest.
1: Right. Fair. Yeah.
0: So a lot of times in your relationships, it's about looking at what are the things that I hold the most dear? And what are the things that my partner absolutely has to hold dear as well? And looking at like, are they a deal breaker? Right. Yeah. So, for instance, I had I had a client years ago, and again, anyone who's mentioned on here has always has already given me the permission to to talk about it. Who had a very strong value around human connection, and was really lit up about going out and hanging out with other people, getting getting out to parties, little kickbacks, whatever. Her partner very much was not thrilled by that. Did not have a value around that. Loved just to be with just her. Let's stay at home. Why do we have to be around a bunch of people? So she was having a lot of conflict here because she would be, felt like she was always begging him to come out uh-huh. or try to justify why she liked going out
1: mm-hmm. and
0: feeling guilty because she didn't like the same things he liked. So after we kind of worked through this a little bit, she realized, okay. It's not a deal breaker. I don't need him to also value socialization or social connection, human connection, whatever she named it. Yeah. But I need him to support it. So given the language that she learned through our work, she was able to go to him and say, here's the deal. I don't need you to get it and like want to go out and be thrilled about that. I just need you to support that I am lit up that way. So there is a way in which we can do both, like where some nights I'll stay in with you and we can hang out and then other nights I'm going to go out and hang out with my friends and it's okay with me if you're not with me. It's okay with me if you don't love that also, but here's how I think we can both thrive.
1: That's and- awesome. That's a perfect um, example, anecdotal as it may be, it's a perfect example of what kind of work you do. right? And it seems so simple, but people just don't have that. A lot of people don't have the skill to do it. They don't That's have right. those tools. That's right. And when they have the tools, it's like, oh, this is so easy. All I had to do is say this.
0: Right. Right. You know. Well, yeah. it's really interesting that you bring that up because in the tribe, which is again, like I said, it's my largest, most robust program. It's the exact same program that I take my one-on-one clients through but I charge like thousands less because I can do it in a group format. Mm -hmm. So it's much more inexpensive. But one of the major modules that we cover in the tribe is specifically communication. But we dig through all of this. I mean, we spend an entire week on core value systems. We spend two full weeks on our relationship with fear and our inner critic. We spend two weeks on belief systems. That is quite possibly the nucleus of all of our issues. Yeah. Because we hear all of this loud chatter on the kind of the surface level of like, you're not good enough or, you know, they're going to find you out. Mm-hmm. But underneath all that is a really deep-seated belief about who you are. So if we're just masking self-talk and stuff like that on the top, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Yeah. You have to actually treat the problem. And so we go through a lot of that in the tribe as well. I mean, we go really deep into that. And self-love and and worthiness. I have a whole program all built specifically around enoughness. And, I mean, just having tough conversations, people-pleasing, saying no, st- you know, standing up for yourself, having boundaries... And also all the way to even how to create a soul tribe, how to create connections that you really value and then nice. how to maintain it. So anyway, I, I got all sidetracked with that, but that actually is open and r- available for registration right now. I just opened up registration just a few days ago at a private little event that I did and it is still open and available so if you're interested go to the joyjunkie.com slash tribe and read it read what what's covered read the experiences of other people who've gone through it because i think that's one of the most pivotal places is to see they were in my same shoes right because everybody <clears throat> i worked with thought they were not enough was super mean to themselves, had negative self talk, uh, did not know how to properly stand up for themselves or give voice to things, were struggling with relationships.
1: I think people will also have that same issue in <clears throat> uh, purchasing the product. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, I'm not going to do this, or they're going to think I'm dumb, or.
0: Oh, my you gosh, know, yeah.
1: Those kinds of things go through your head when you're getting into something like this, because this is. When you're working with a tribe, right, with a group of people, and maybe you don't work that way, but if you're working with a group of people, you're like, oh, man, everybody's going to know my shit. Yeah. Right? But I've watched you do this, and just to make it clear, like, everybody gets into it. Yeah. And everybody really lets down their guard yeah and gets involved and it's amazing it creates this synergistic experience you were talking about an energy of 2017 yeah like there's an energy within your group of this is cool i can share this and nobody's throwing it back at me
0: it's safe
1: yeah it's It's a safe place which is so hard to find these days
0: just today, a couple of them um, in, my, in my past class were conversing in our private group and just saying, like, it's so good to know that there's other people who feel this exact same way. Right, exactly. And, it's like, to this day, I've run this program four times, and people say the same shit over and over again. <laughs> I had the hardest time investing in myself Like actually pulling the trigger was the hardest part because it's so much easier to pay for braces or even a concert Mm -hmm. or, you know, we'll pay for other parts of our health, right? Like gym membership. But God forbid we learn how to love ourselves. Like, (laughs) oh, you're being selfish, right? So I've heard a shit ton of excuses and it's the ones who go, all right, the purchase is the first step of saying, no, I actually do value who I am. And, or I'm going to learn how, like this is my first step of my commitment that I'm going to learn how. So I had a a student named Amanda. And if you go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe, you'll see what she had to say. But she is a, was a podcast listener and said, you know, I've been on my journey for a while and I've created some changes. I love Amy's podcast. And so I thought, okay, cool. This might be a little bit more in, in depth than what I already learned. (laughs) and she goes wow did I underestimate this course it really does make you dig deep down and dirty it made me dig dig deeper and made me more aware of my thoughts feelings and actions it really truly is life-changing and I am not the person I was when I first started and I'll be forever grateful and I can't tell you how many times people say Life changing, like literally life changing. I am a different human than just three months ago. And it's also why I feel really passionately about doing work with people over an extended period of time because we're repatterning shit. Yeah. Right.
1: It's interesting that, you know, people get into self help, like, you know, programs like this are called self help, quote right. Unquote, unquote, right? But the whole reason you do it is to change your life right so why is it so surprising that it's a life-changing moment
0: right you're right you know
1: it's like of course it's life-changing but maybe not to the magnitude that you expect right right
0: well i think i think we get involved in things that are much more tangible like for instance it's super easy to go oh i give this person money to invest in my business and they're telling me, I'm gonna make six figures. So you go, okay, that would be life-changing. Or I can give this person money to help me lose my lose weight. If I was 100 pounds thinner, that would be life-changing. It's very hard for people to wrap their heads around something conceptual. Like, if I start speaking kindly to myself, if I get to the root of my belief systems, if if I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. my core, then it's I'll- a little more that, esoteric. Yeah, right? they get kind of like, wait, what? And so that's why I'm like, listen, Look at other people's experience that they were scared, that they were terrified. But again, it permeates your relationships. People tell me all the time like, I had a bunch of, of students tell me that when they were away at holiday this year, their family noticed. Or their friends noticed and said, there's something different about you. You seem way more confident or peaceful or self-assured. I can't put my finger on it. And they're kind of just like, <laughs> you know. I
1: got dirty. So
0: anyway, it's open for registration right now. Early bird is on and there's extra bonuses um, there's payment plans. It's all set up to give you th- the easiest yes that you can say, right? Nice. So if you want in, I would definitely jump in by this Thursday, the 19th, because uh, <clears throat> there's additional bonuses that will drop off, and you definitely want to get your hands on those. So again, everything you need to know and then some at thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe. And there's also a spot where you can send me a message if, there, if you have any questions or anything like that. Cool. So back to this relationship concept and your values. And again, like I said, we spend an entire week on that. And you do all these different exercises in order to really excavate a very solid list of values. So you understand this completely crystal clear. But what you really want to understand is supporting versus making wrong. Oftentimes when we're talking about that, it's stuff that isn't the deal breaker. So you might even wanna take out a piece of paper and jot down, here are the things that I must have in my life. Yeah. And then in order to make myself fulfilled, in order for me to be happy. I'm my happiest when these elements are in my world. That might be an easy way to start. And then go back and just put a little asterisk by the things that that really are a deal breaker. Like you need your best friend, your spouse, to also embody those things like it would be extremely severely challenging to be in a relationship with somebody who didn't have that i guess a
1: much better way to build a list of things that you want from your spouse anyway yeah like we kind of get into this he needs to be tall he's got to have a great job and go into those things right but if we looked a little bit more at uh, what would make you happy internally Right. with your spouse I think that would of course a job is going to make you feel more secure right so maybe security is your
0: security would be
1: value big, right right so if you go oh security is a big value of mine therefore I need someone with a job it's a better way to look at it than he's got to have a good job
0: right and that's not what that's not a value yeah you're exactly right security is the value so right. if you're in a relationship and your partner is is not working or hasn't gotten a job, there could be certain things under that that are a huge value for you, like stability, Mm -hmm. security, ambition, zeal. All of those things... Zeal? Those could be (laughs) things that you value that when your partner doesn't also value them, it's a deal breaker for you. That's why you're so at odds. Mm -hmm. Or it could be contribution. It could be responsibility, family responsibility. I don't... Fairness, it could be. I don't feel you are embodying a fair share in our relationship. So you have to kind of dig a little bit under that of what is that value really about? Got it. So as far as it goes with the support versus making wrong, check in with yourself and look at, are there things that I just need some support around that I don't necessarily need them to embody? You know, like, I don't need you to embody creativity or love creativity. You don't need me to love strategy. But we both absolutely have to have the other person uh, embody honesty. Yeah. Right? So get clear on that. The second concept that I wanted to introduce to you is the idea of compromise or what I prefer to call collaboration versus settling. Two totally different things. You and I in our relationship collaborate all the time. And create yes. compromise. Now, the idea behind this option is that there is not a severe sacrifice to either person. Okay. We both win essentially. So, a great example of of us collaborating or compromising in our relationship has been we when when we were young, when we were little ones,
1: <laughs> back in our day, many
0: years ago. We traded off. I would work to put you through school and then you worked to put me through school. So there was a period of time, a couple of years for each one of us where we had to put our dreams on hold. Yeah. So it was a big dream. It was something that both of us really wanted but we looked at how can we collaborate and make this happen? Hey, I can hang out for a couple of years. Let's get you to this point and then we'll trade. Then it'll be your turn. And we've done that with major things like that Mm -hmm. All the way to small household things of how can we make it feel more fair about emptying the dishwasher. And we collaborate. Yep. Okay. We make a compromise. We make a concession. Figure out a system. Fine. Mm -hmm. Let's do it your way this way. And then we'll do it my way this other time. Right. There's no massive severe cost to either person. It's just kind of inconvenient or not super fun. Right? Okay. That's a part of relationship. Or else we would be in a utopian paradise. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: Now, settling, however, on the other hand, and again, these are my personal definitions, is that there is a severe cost to one party. And the way in which you kind of notice this is oftentimes through massive resentment. So if you are residing in a place of blame, resentment, constant anger towards another human, there might be something that you are severely selling yourself short by. So (coughs) an example of this would be, let's say, and this can happen over time too, which is what's challenging. Let's say that you grew up in an environment where hunting was super common. Everybody ate meat and it was like a family and then everybody would go hunting you get married both of your families are totally yeah. part of meat eater families as you grow and develop you start learning and getting educated about meat processing in this stick country and you start deciding that you might want to go vegetarian and eat even vegan and now it becomes a major piece of your core value system where you find it ethically morally incomprehensible to do that to an animal. And now here you are in in the midst of a relationship where you have starkly different values. Now, that could be navigatable depending on the people and also depending on how much of a deal breaker that is for you. So you might be able to look at it through the lens of collaboration and say, here's what I need to be happy. I need to, if you're going to hunt, my request is that you do not speak to me about it, that you don't include me in that world, that you support that I want to be vegan. You know what I mean? Like you might be able to put parameters. Now other people might go through a change like that where they get involved in something and they decide this is a deal breaker for me. This is an absolute. Like I can no longer, knowing what I know, be involved in this relationship because of how I feel about the planet or animals or whatever. And we do these major changes in our relationship oftentimes when one person really grows and learns something about themselves or about the world. So you see this happening with that example like veganism mm-hmm. or becoming really passionate about philanthropy or wanting to go into major areas of the world and do you know live off the land and you all of a sudden have this bigger vision of what you want for your life that's totally different than you know this little suburban community that you've created
1: okay yeah I see or
0: that. you see this happening when when you first got together nobody wanted kids and now all of a sudden one person's like dying to have kids that <sighs> might a be one. a deal breaker a i've one. seen it be it's an absolute deal breaker for me like for me, is it, like there's no way that I will do that. However, I have seen other people. We have some very good friends of ours who, one of them was very staunchly opposed and worked through this and realized I could make that concession. I actually could do that. Now I have my thoughts about that, but <laughs> um, so what? I, but what I'm saying is sometimes you can collaborate and then sometimes it would be straight up settling because it would be such a severe cost to who you are to stay in that relationship and and it's hard
1: yeah and I'm thinking about it and I'm going
0: happens with religion
1: gosh how how do you really identify what is a deal breaker and I'm like you gotta do the program
0: Oh you're cute you're like, buy <laughs> my wife's shit yeah
1: <laughs> no, no, i'm th- I'm honestly, if you think about it, how do you how do you navigate that in your life without some kind of help?
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you, I mean I that's why I have a coach, that's why I always yeah do, we exactly. take programs, <clears throat> yeah, of course, I am gonna give you guys a handful of questions just to start journaling on so that you can start digging into this, but mm-hmm. if you're like, I need more, like you really. It's You're ready. Mm -hmm. I would highly encourage you to check out the tribe. But again, going back to this point, we see this often in uh, religion too, where maybe you got together and you both had the same faith and then one person starts learning about something else and wants to break free. That's oftentimes a deal breaker.
1: For sure.
0: I've seen a lot of people who get involved in personal development and when they got together with their spouse at the beginning. They were both kind of in the dark. And then one person starts growing and developing and they're like, I can't live like this. And then their partner's like, I have no problem living like this. And then it becomes, and that's a spiritual divide, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a couple of questions to journal on so that you can come to your own conclusion. Because like I said, for some people, A seemingly deal breaker sort of thing like I want kids and you don't or I'm a vegan and I like to hunt like or and you like to hunt. It seems like it would be uh, insurmountable. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't and sometimes it is. It is 100% unique to your specific situation. But that's again why it's called personal development because it's fucking personal. That's right. That's exactly right. The third concept for you to just start thinking about is growing apart versus growing alongside and sharing. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's growing together, but something that you and I have done that I think we didn't even realize we were doing is as each of us grew individually We shared it with one another. Mm -hmm. And we didn't become threatened by the other person's discovery. Yes. There was a time when I was really involved with a spiritual center out here. And I really wanted you to come to the spiritual center and you weren't feeling it. But that was totally navigatable because we talked about it. And right. you didn't make me wrong for going. And I didn't make you wrong for not wanting to go. Right. So we could allow our own growth to happen alongside one another. And we've been fortunate in that way. But I also think that it has taken both of us being really adult and really looking at our own shit. And I remember when I was going to coaching school, you were like, I feel like you're growing too fast. Please don't leave me in the dust, you know? Yeah. But so many people don't even say that. They just make somebody wrong. Why are you into that? That's so dumb. Mm Oh, that's just a bunch of hocus pocus.
1: And I don't even think they realize that that's the issue.
0: That that's coming from fear and insecurity.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: But they don't realize that. Because, I mean, we look at politics. Things we don't get. Things we don't understand, we just make it wrong. We don't understand transgender. Oh, that they're just crazy. And so we just make them wrong. Oh, I don't understand conservative people who've lost their jobs to trade. I'm just going to make them wrong. No, that never helps us bridge a divide. It's the same exact case in relationship.
1: Absolutely. If
0: you just focus on making each other wrong instead of understanding, then you don't have that opportunity to actually collaborate. So... Look at that for yourself. Are you... Have you gotten to a point where you've grown so far apart that there's no way to come back together? Like, it's so incohesive that there's no way to come back. Or are you in a place where we have grown alongside one another and we can come back together. We can start sharing. We can start collaborating. We can start supporting instead of making each other wrong. Yeah. So a couple of places for you to look. Now, these are the three questions that I would love for you to journal on in order to get some more clarity. If you opt not to, dig deep with me and then try for three months, which I would love for you to do. So the first question is, what am I willing to bend on? And really look at like, what what really are my concessions? Would I really be willing to have a child? Am I okay with being married to a meat eater versus, you know, or whatever? Am I okay moving to a different country? Could I handle that and not be enveloped by resentment? Mm -hmm. And so you have to get really honest about, could I be at peace with this choice? Second question, what are the deal breakers for me? What could I not tolerate So you would look at, okay, flash forward 10 years, if nothing changes, where will I be? Will I be okay with that? Yeah. Are there deal breakers? And then finally, is there any collaboration that may work? So for instance, you might say, okay, I'm willing to move to this state for four years to try out this job, but Under the understanding that we will make it back to California after that, or whatever. like Is there a collaboration that you would be comfortable with? Would you say, you know what, I will consider having children, but only if we adopt and no more than two. And you must also stay home. I will be the breadwinner. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way to navigate something that is seemingly a deal breaker? But you have hmm. to look at that. And that may involve some sort of ultimatum. And I don't believe in delivering them in a really stark, curt way. But there might be a way to say, like, I can't I can't see us staying together within the next five years if you value this and I value this. And there's no way to collaborate. There's no giving space. And you guys, sometimes there's not. You know, I've had those relationships, in in uh, not with a spouse necessarily, but other relationships where in order for us to stay together as friends, the cost would be way too severe. Like we would each have to go against some major thing that we believed in in order to stay friends. So it was healthier for both parties to move on.
1: So yeah. sometimes
0: that is the right answer.
1: <clears throat> yeah. No, I can see that for sure.
0: But... I feel like it's your job to clean your shit up, to make sure you understand if you're making your partner wrong or if there's room to support them, to look at if you are settling or if you just need to compromise a little more, if you just need to collaborate a little bit more.
1: It's a great way to look at it.
0: Or are you keeping all of your growth individual and not sharing it with your partner, not giving them the opportunity to be what you need? So as a lot again, always coming back to, we don't have control over that other person ever. All we can do is start working on our own shit. So if you're in that place and you want to go deeper, I would be most honored to take you with me, as as well as a handful of other badasses who are scared shitless and <laughs> ready to do this work. Be scared, <laughs> do it anyway. Uh, so if you are interested, again, you can read everything you need to know at thejoyjunkie.com/tribe. And you just might meet all of your new best friends over there. I like it. So anything else you wanted to add about this topic?
1: Mm, Nothing other than I ship you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that's a thing. Right? That is such a young millennial thing to say. Exactly. That's why
1: it's so funny coming from me.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) On that note. On that note. Oh, my husband. All right. Love you guys so much to pieces. Hope this was helpful. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Out.